it's this weird perfect storm I'm seeing of like, um, well, the, the you know, the economy's going down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I guess the next thing would be people losing their jobs, mm-hmm. people not being able to pay as much for rent anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like you said, not, not, not to go on as many vacations. Yeah. And then, um, and plus the city is at the same time starting to ban Airbnb in a lot of spots. So it's Dang. like a, this is a weird, perfect storm. That you would think that house the house prices would start dropping because people are like, well, I can't make money Airbnb in it, and I've leveraged too much to make money as a rental, so I'm gonna just sell it, get rid of it, and kind of thing. It could happen. Yeah. I believe it. Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. <laughs> like we've got a special guest with us today. It's been yeah. a while. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Long <laughs> minute. How y'all been? We're doing pretty good. Yeah, we're doing good. We are hunted. We got a little, uh, what do we call it? We got a little uh, personal trainer here. Personal so. trainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so if you need to get fit, hit me up. Yeah, this is um, Live, Let, Thrive, episode 75. Yeah, 75. That's a lot of episodes. Man, we almost to 100, baby. <laughs> almost to 100. Um, yeah, smooth um, opening, unlike last time, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh, you know, just um, a lot of work, blah, 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 running the rentals and uh, family life. Christmas was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> How was y'all's Christmas? It was nice. It was relaxing. We got to see a smile on our boy's face, and he still appreciated it. his toys that were in his toy box, even after getting new toys. So that was yeah. nice to see. Oh, nice. You know, yeah. be thankful for what you got while still getting more. Real talk. You know? <laughs> so it was really a lesson in that day. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. And um, you had a little turn up going on? Oh yeah, that was. Oh yeah, that was what day we the had day our before turn up. Christmas Eve, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we had a good little turn up on Sunday. Yeah, we had, had a fun. good time. Um, yeah, had a bunch of friends. Where were you? Over. I was at home. I heard home. you don't have a, uh, any family at home. Yeah, the wife and baby are in Mexico, so I had to um, just chill out by myself. I was a little bit under the weather too, so I didn't uh, want to. I mean, just a little bit. I didn't want to risk it by getting yeah. crunk, and so <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, I just uh, I just chilled at home with the doggy, and okay. um, and that was pretty much it. Plus, I had to work Monday morning. Oh, you yeah, were partying until like what two a.m., three a.m., five a.m., five a.m. <laughs> yeah, the party don't stop. We keep rocking at the artist household. <laughs> Someone but, hit yeah. hit eighty at Domino's or something like that. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't I don't play. I don't engage in those games. Oh but, okay. Nah, but uh, yeah, man. Um, we had a weird little neighbor experience with one of our Airbnb guests. Let right. Mahogany handle that. She, uh, you know, Mahogany's a little fire, so firecracker. So. What happened, Mahogany? <laughs> um, well, I was at work, so I don't really know what how it started off. But um, we have uh, some more long term, long short term guests staying in one of our Airbnbs, and um, they have a really large truck, and apparently it parked in someone's parking spot. Which I don't know how you have a parking spot on the street. But it was, like, in front of the neighbor's house, which I know by fact. The lady who came over and knocked on our door, I guess she was, like, banging on the door. And we have a ring doorbell. So 
uh, she rang the doorbell a couple times, and I was at work, and I look. I'm like, um, can I help you? She's like, oh, move your car, move your car, you need to move your car. And I was like, okay, well, I don't, that's not my car. I don't know what you're talking about. Because at this point, I didn't know the neighbor's truck was parked there. He usually doesn't park there. And anyway, she just, she's like, I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the cops. And man, I packed up my stuff at work and I headed home. I was like, call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling her, I was like, call the cops. And so we, I get home and I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, hey, babe, should I go over there and talk to her? And he's like, well, just we can let it go this time. Yeah, because if I go over there, I was going to let her know. You don't own the street, ma'am. You don't even live here, ma'am. Like, that was the mother-in-law yeah. to our neighbor. Matter of fact, oh, I had oh. talked to her. I talked to her first, but she had asked me to move the car, and I was at work, and I was I, like, I completely forgot to tell, tell, tell the guy to move his truck. And uh, she came back an hour later beating on the door, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, shoot. But by that time, Mahogany had answered th- the call, and I just got off because I was still working. Yeah, so she got kind of mad at us, said she was calling the cops. I was like, man, I don't do... I didn't know she had threatened to call the cops. I would have probably said something over the door, over the intercom if I knew she threatened to call the cops. But then, when Mahogany, later that night, didn't the cops show up at her house anyway? No, yeah, actually. They, yeah. There was like a cop at her door. They didn't have any sirens on or anything, but um, there was a cop at her door. And there was like some, some of the people that lived there were standing outside and... I'm not sure what they were talking about, but the officer was, like, pretty much saying, who lives here? No, no, who lives here? Who actually lives here? I'm like, I bet she didn't raise her hand. I was just standing out there, like, watching from my door. I was super obvious about it. I was just watching. Mike was like, you watching them? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I hope she sees me watching. She should be embarrassed. How are you going to threaten to call the cops on somebody the then same she got day the cops called on you her. have the cops at your house? Man, that's what, see, Arlington and their long-term renters, man, they need to get it together. Yeah, I was going to go talk to the cop. I'm like, hey, officer, can you lay it out for this lady? Does she own the street? Does she have the right to call the police because someone else is parked here? And he would have said no. And I said, there you go. So next time you want to threaten to call the police, you can just go ahead and save that. <laughs> there but you go. he told me not to go over there. So Some parking drama in the Airbnb <laughs> land. Yeah, for real, man. People think they own the street in Texas. But, you know, in a way, from the... From the homeowner's point of view, the homeowners that aren't doing Airbnb, I can see how it can be annoying that, you know, there's a car parked in front of your house all the time, if that's the case, and that you don't get to occupy that space, and it's in front of your house, and it's not for any of your neighbors, but your neighbors whom are making money off of their house. It's kind of like, you know, dang, it'd be annoying in a way, but, you know, at the same time, they should come up with tougher street laws then because you can park where you want. Well, my, my thing is Unless this, you have HOA or something. Like, we were, when we moved into our house, we had a car parked in front of our house all the time. We never complained. My thing is, the street's free domain. You know what I mean? You ain't paying your mortgage, don't cover no street. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. But, hey, it is what it is. That's, that's, that's true. But yeah, there was, um, back when I, the first house I had over off of Cottonwood. Yeah. This is a long-term rental now. But, man, yeah, some, some young dude started parking right in front of my house every day. I just, I don't know, it kind of got, a, and I know I don't own the street. Mm-hmm. But why did he choose to keep parking in front of my house and he go visit his buddy or whatever? Unless mm-hmm. it, I, his buddy's parents didn't want him parking in front of their house, so he's parking in front of my house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't, and I, I don't know. Like, I never tripped on people. Right in front of my mailbox, that. too. That's okay. oh yeah. See, I'm, we have one of those mailboxes with the slots, so everybody has to walk to the mailbox. Oh, okay. so I, I see what you're saying on that. Yeah, yeah. In front of mailboxes, in front of trash yeah. cans, 
you know, blocking people's driveway, then that's yeah, like, no. you're doing too much. Remember, yeah, remember we had a couple people that were stupid enough. You know, when there's little, like a little section of a curb like this and they're drop, blocking two driveways. Yeah, that that pisses me off. Don't be retarded when you're dropping people, blocking people's driveways. But, right, right. But yeah, I, I know what you mean, though. So what's a big topic you wanted to get into today, Micah? Man, we had a bunch of them, man. Um, oh, uh, a lot of people keep hitting me up about a recession next year. I don't know if that's just the end of the year blues or what. Um, I had a bunch of stuff, though. Uh, the end of the year blues? What do you mean by that? No, man. Whenever it's the end of the year, people start coming up with all types of stuff for next year. You know, they're like, oh, recession's coming or something like that. You know what I mean? I'm like... Yeah. Come on, a recession. I mean, it could happen. It could happen. We can't predict it, but it's I don't hard know. To predict the future. You just got to stay course, right? Stay yeah, the course. Like, and I was talking to a bunch of people, you know what I'm saying? They were like, man, even if a recession is coming, we should have enough reserves. We should be have enough reserves to cover us um, from vacancies. But I think the guys who I was talking to, they do long-term rentals. And I, I would say doing short-term rentals is more lucrative than long-term in that aspect because, one, we're already – Charging, especially if you're doing like a corporate rental, you're already charging damn near double the rent rate. You could easily go back down a couple hundred dollars, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've had to deal with a lot of people. I've, a bunch of people keep talking about a recession, man. Uh, my, my barber, he was talking about a recession in 2020, which sounds more reliable, but like still, you can't predict it. But I would look <laughs> more at that in 2019. <laughs> like people, they're building all types of stuff down here, especially. Like I heard y'all didn't even feel the first recession, so... I wonder if that's a good barometer on if there's going to be a recession is if a barber thinks there's going to be one. Because they get a, a big cross-section of society yeah, coming in there. Exactly. Right? They get not only a big cross-section, they get a lot of people coming into town, like, find a new place. I need a new barber. You know what I'm saying? They, they're real. They do have a lot of scoop on, like, the the community. You know what I'm like, saying? Like nail techs, you know? Yeah. Like, like, you know, or, you know, they talk and you hear all the business. Hairstylists, like period, they're gonna sit there. You have to sit there for like usually a, a long amount of time. Like mm-hmm. you're, they're talking. So how do you prepare for a recession? What are some things you should do to prepare, even sell if it everything. was like in two years from now? <laughs> what do you say? I said sell everything. Have some cash on you. No. Cash on hand. I say cash on hand. Because I mean, in a recession, people are gonna go broke or get rich. That's the the biggest thing of it. Like in '08, a bunch of people went broke. A bunch of people hit the jackpot. Um, so I just say have a bunch of cash on cash on hand, um, leverage as much as possible. Um, I hear a lot of people saying they're buying with cash, which you know me and Steve were more about leveraging money. So uh, <laughs> you know if you put down a big down payment, you know that might have worked. If you're in a recession, your cash flow you might have a little wider margin on your cash flow. But I would say go to the doctor, go get checked out while you have insurance before they start jacking up the prices and everything. Because if you see your diet, was, you know, I know like a lot of people have don't go to the doctor. So if they have like health things come up in the middle of a recession, you're kind of screwed. Like, yeah, yeah. get on that. Yeah. After. You're gonna lose your job. How are you gonna have insurance? A lot of people are gonna lose their jobs. Who pays for your jobs? Insurance. Like, you know, I mean, who gives you insurance? Your jobs. Right, right. You know, so go to the doctor before you lose that. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just like. Like I have that that stock investing group, you know, yeah. you, you sat in on it one time, and people are like, yeah, yeah, we should have sold, we should have sold, or, or we should sell now, and I'm like, you just gotta stay the course. I mean, you know, you don't lose money until you sell, right? That's the old adage. Mm-hmm. So if your stocks are down, whatever, what's the point of selling? Why would you sell when they're down? You know, they're gonna mm-hmm. come back up eventually. It might take a few years. 
Yeah. Just like houses, like houses. Everybody jumped ship on houses back then, but they're like worth twice what they were in 2008 when everybody was jumping ship, right? Yeah. So it's just like, just I mean, just stay the course and try to, you know, buy um, smart. <laughs> you yeah. buy smart, hold on to it, and I don't know. It just pretend like you just just a savings account you're putting away, you know, because eventually yeah. they'll come back. And Is finally, that- finally, house prices are dropping a little. Think so? I think so. I think so. I haven't seen it, man. Well, on the higher end, anyways, people people can't charge two fifty or two seventy for a piece of crap house anymore like they used to. But I think the market's kind of evening out because there's two houses in our neighborhood been sitting on the market a minute, especially that open door house. And I don't know if it's been sitting on a minute due to them trying to use that open door tactic, where you know what I mean. You're more or less not really using a realtor. Or right. has it been sitting on the market just because the market's starting to shift? In one of those houses over there, a lady had killed her husband. I'm not sure which house, but it's... In the house. In the house. By oh, us? Man. By us. You don't have to disclose that, do you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think hey, I'm do. just saying. A murder you do. He has to disclose a murder. No, you don't. You don't? Well, I, from what I learned when I was taking my real estate courses is as long as there's nothing on the property... That caused the death of the person. You do not have to disclose. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, I didn't so know. She that. pulled out that strap. You ain't got to. I thought murder houses you had to. No, a death is a death. As long as the property didn't cause that death. Yeah, that's what I think too. Because you no, know, what's really funny though? Because uh, when I was wholesaling houses, um, remember that house I ran into with the dude killed himself in the back? Mm-hmm. Um, they disclosed that to me. I was like, oh shoot, you know what I mean? And you didn't buy it. Well, no, nah, it okay. turned into like. Man, it turned into all types of hell. Like, she was... The grandmother, it was supposed to go to her. Mm-hmm. But then they found her a son, and it was supposed to go to him. But then they found out he was an illegitimate son, and there was another son out in Frisco. I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. ain't dealing with this Jerry Springer crib. And then somebody... <laughs> nah, like, but the guy, but, like, the messed up part was the guy killed himself at the, on the property. But they disclosed it to me. No, only reason... Really, no, no, no. They no, the mom me. told you, didn't she? No, 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 no. She didn't tell me. I Googled it because, remember, I was looking at the obituaries. And then I looked at his cause of death. I was like, oh. But if I got a hold of that information, whoever I'm trying to sell it to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people have weird stigmatisms about people dying in property. You know, I don't. You don't? No. <laughs> hey, if it's a cash flowing asset. Hey, <laughs> you could be airbnb <laughs> anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll sage it up real quick, get that up out of there, and uh, keep it pushing. No, yeah, but no, I don't, I don't have those. Like, I know Mahogany does. What? People dying in houses. Oh, yeah, I don't mess with that stuff. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, mahogany ain't going about that. I'm not even going to sleep where there's some ashes in the house somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Let alone someone died in there. Right, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. But, I mean, you yeah, never know. You. If I don't know about it, I guess it won't hurt me. But That's what I feel like, you know, if you don't know about it. But, but I mean, it might. Even if you don't know about it, you might see a ghost walk down the hallway. You don't even need to know. See, I don't. That don't bother me. Can a ghost hurt you? Who knows? It <laughs> can make you go crazy, probably. <laughs> Ghosts can catch these hands. But yeah. <laughs> just, just wear a blindfold like the bird box. The bird. Man, we, we watched that this weekend, man. Okay, is that movie any good? Uh, yeah, was, I mean, was, it's, okay. it's really suspenseful. I like the suspense in it. I like the flash forwards. That's cool. I like how the layout, the layout no, of the movie is cool. No spoilers. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was decent. I'm just going to say that. I'll let you watch it. Because everybody's going around on Facebook putting their blindfolds on their kids. Going yeah. through the hood and stuff. <laughs> uh, but, oh yeah, what I was going to say was real estate knowledge helps in the Airbnb game. I'm starting to notice that. Especially like when, like not a recession's coming, 
But like if if the market starts taking a little dip and like let's just say a recession does come, do you think I think Airbnb might be a little bit more volatile to be hurt because of if a recession does come, people are gonna stop traveling. People stop traveling, but I think if you're arbitraging, you can just run up out of a lease. But if you're buying houses and Airbnb in them, I think you gives you a little bit more leverage because you can corporate rent it or whatnot. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was one thing. I think I think arbitragers would be at risk if like a recession comes. But I also or they'll think, turn into sorry to cut you off, or yeah. they'll turn into like long term rentals for those who lost their ho- their homes, which means yeah. they have to drop their prices too. Ooh, that's a dang. That's that's a good one. Yeah, you could make. Yeah, that's a hit. Yeah, you could. That's fucked up, though, man. Dang, you banking on people losing their homes. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. But it's this weird, perfect storm I'm seeing of like, um, well, the the you know the economy's going down a little bit, mm-hmm. and I guess the next thing would be people losing their jobs, mm-hmm. people not being able to pay as much for rent anymore, mm-hmm. and then, um, like you said, not 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 to go on as many vacations. Yeah. And then, um, and plus the city is at the same time starting to ban Airbnb in a lot of spots. So it's Dang. like a, this is a weird, perfect storm that you would think that house the house prices would start dropping because people are like, well, I can't make money Airbnb in it, and I've leveraged too much to make money as a rental, so I'm gonna just sell it, get rid of it, and kind of thing. It could happen. Yeah. I believe it because I mean, I was talking. Shout out to Gibran. I was talking to him, and he was saying, hey, you might want to start looking at buying some long term real estate. Just to have, you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, you might want to look at that, you know. Because if you're willing to take three, $400 cash flow and you're already making, already have a business model that Airbnbs, well, local laws won't affect, I could just keep piling that on with that. And that's what I was kind of looking at, too. I may start looking at something as a long-term rental. Yeah, because, yeah. Because, yeah, it is a big, perfect storm coming, you know. I don't know if when it's going to get here, but it's going to happen, you know what I mean? We don't know when, but... Yeah. And you, because um, you're on, you're on Zillow's and you're on the Red Fins and all that, right? Mm-hmm. You have all those apps. Yeah. And I'm and I follow. I don't know. I don't just follow the what's for sale. I follow what's popping up for rent too. Mm-hmm. Just to just to keep a keep an eye on where to put my my long term rental at. And man, a lot of a lot of rentals are hitting the market, especially Arlington. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the <laughs> the Airbnbers yeah. are jumping ship because yeah. the band's coming. Well, the the soft band, whatever yeah. the. People don't want to be paying a thousand dollars for a lottery ticket, you know, to Real see talk. if they, to see exactly if they get is. an Airbnb or not. Yeah. And so, um, so they're starting to put them on there. But man, they're putting them for like sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred a month for these houses. Which I'm like, really? Like a year ago, it was like you know eleven, twelve hundred a month for a three-two regular house. Mm-hmm. And now people are trying to get. I guess they got, like I said, they got used to the Airbnb money, uh, mm-hmm. you know, making three grand a month, and then. They're trying to well, if I you know I leverage so much, I, I, I got to make seventeen hundred just to make the the mortgage, you know. I'm just thinking, and so they're putting the rents at, at a high price, but I don't know if they're going to get that, and they're going to have to start dropping it or sell have, the house. I have a question: How much? Okay, so like when I look at an arbitrage, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna ask you more of this because you do more long term renting than me. Okay, when I look at an arbitrage, like a one bedroom, one bath, I know for a fact my rent needs to be thirteen hundred a month or less, right? Right, right. How much do you think, if you buy a house to rent it out, a 3-2, how much should your mortgage be? How big is the house? Just a 3 two, two. I don't know how big. Just a 3 1,500 square feet. 1,500 square feet. I mean, I mean, of course, it depends on the area and condition. I'm just thinking right off my, you know, in a decent area, 
with a um, nice looking house, you know, upgrades and stuff. I'd say around fifteen hundred a month. Your mortgage? I'm thinking. Uh, oh, and the mortgage. Oh, okay. I thought, mortgage. I thought you wanted to rent it for fifteen hundred. Well, it depends on your down payment. You just want to put the li- the the lowest down payment there is, right? I just however you've been doing it. Like, cause I mean, let's just say, hey, I, I want to go buy a house, but I want to make it a long term rental. Uh huh. What should my mortgage? What should I look at for my mortgage to be to where I can cash flow at least? What's a good cash flow on a long term? Three hundred and up. Yeah. One yeah. percent rule. Make sure it hits the one percent. Yeah, one percent rule. That's at least the one percent rule. So, so um, if you buy it for one thirty, you need to be able to rent it for thirteen hundred. That's so, the, that's the thing. There's you can't get a one thirty house anymore. It seems. Yeah. Let see, alone. and I don't. I don't see the and the ones you can get. You're not going to get thirteen hundred a month for them. Cause that's that's where I'm at with uh, renting my or uh, buying my sister's house if we mm-hmm. do buy it, because she's thinking on the market she can get 140. It's a small three two, but then I I mean if I got it at that and I wanted to hit that one percent rule, you know I'd um I'd have to uh, rent it for fourteen hundred a month, and it wouldn't I don't think it would demand that. And what, what would your what would your mortgage be though? Well, the interest rates keep going up, so for that house, shoot, what would it be? Probably around. Twelve hundred a month, eleven hundred, twelve hundred a month, depending on what the interest rates are at that time. And how much you put down? Yeah, the you dropping twenty every time. Hmm? You you ain't dropping twenty, right? No, well, 20%. no, because I've been doing the house hacking, moving into the house, okay. and putting three percent down. So would you move into that one or no? Of course, Mike. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna move into it, of course. Yeah, yeah. But no, not because I was wondering, like, if you you do a long term rental, what? Are you doing 30 or 15? 30. 30? Yeah. Okay. It gives you the leeway, you know? Yeah, it gives you that. Yeah, it gives you a little bit of leeway. Because if you put uh, 15 and your payment's like 2000 a month, and you know, you know, okay, you can knock it out on 15. I'm just, you know, I'm just putting numbers yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah. But if you could do it at a 30 and it'd be 1500 a month, you can still pay two grand a month as long if you want. Yeah. But you have that freedom. All right, man, I don't think this month I can do two grand. I can, you can knock it down to this yeah. regular 15. If yeah. you have a fifteen month lease, uh, year lease, you yeah. can't do that. You got to yeah, pay the whole mortgage. Yeah, you got to pay that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just wondering because, like, I, I was looking at the numbers because I'm like, damn, if people in Arlington renting their places for seventeen hundred a month, the rental market down here is about to just drop because no, are they renting that fully furnished? Or are they taking the furniture? No, out? no, that's not furnished. They're trying Ooh. to get seventeen hundred, and you know, they're trying to. So most of these people probably don't know what corporate rentals are. I don't know, unless they listen to our show. <laughs> I'm just like a typical person who's been doing Airbnb, and they say, hey, they're coming to Bandit in Arlington, and they just jump ship. That's Yeah, I can't see them getting no 1700 a month. I, I, why would you pay that? Well, you can go to these little high-rises they're building in Arlington and not pay that. Right, right. Like I said, they might be leveraged too high because they got it for the Airbnb intentions, you know? Actually, time out. When I was at my corporate job, um, I heard a person, she was paying 1700 a month in the colony. And she was cool with that. And I was like, dang, that's like my mortgage, you know? Well, I'm going to pay that. You the colony's high end, though, right? Yeah, but. Oh, yeah. so I guess the question would be would somebody pay 1700 a month in Arlington unfurnished? Because. <laughs> I charge people sixteen to eighteen hundred a month on a furnished one bedroom, one bath condo. All bills paid. All bills paid. Right, right, right. So I don't see man, that might be that might be a killer right there. That could affect the market, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because they're they're gonna have to start dropping the rent prices. I've seen that too, people dropping their rent 
prices already. Yeah, if you drop your rent prices, you're coming out of pocket for your mortgage. Yeah. And I remember in the in the in the last recession, in 2008, mm-hmm. there was people that had like a, an, an extra house or two and they and they had to keep dropping the rent prices and they ended up, you know, losing like 100 a month just to keep the house. So they were getting the rent, but they were they were negative 100 a month or so. Yeah. Just to hold out and then they just ended up selling it. You know what? We may want to start investing in the hood. Well, well, in the hood, though, though, this is the problem with the hood, I've noticed. Like I said, I don't have a property in the hood, but it's around the corner from the hood. The part place that I'm talking about, Little Rock, the, you could make your mortgage every month, but I don't know if you're going to have the economy to to probably charge somebody eleven or 1200 a month for a house, but I have to look into it. So you may be good at buying some stuff in the lower end, the hood, you know. If you know a place that's not the hood, but just like a lower middle class, I'll call it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's money in the hood. Yeah, you know. But Jarek had a question. He said, is Airbnb a publicly traded company? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. They want to. They want to IPO soon. but um, And they better do it soon because they're banning it everywhere. But yeah. <laughs> try to get the big, biggest bang for their buck. But um, yeah, not yet. We're looking. Um, they're going to though. There's going to be a lot of billionaires made out of that deal for Trying sure. Trying to next. They're supposed to do it in twenty. Would you buy 18. Airbnb stock if it IPO? Let's say uh, thirty bucks a share. No. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. I don't touch stocks. <laughs> I don't touch stocks. I mean, you 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 could possibly make some money off of it. Airbnb's about to go in a different direction with their hosts. They ain't, uh, they're kind of they're building their own right now. Um, yeah, they're building their own stuff. So uh, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, they're kind of building their own section of hotels and houses themselves. So I mean, I think they're gonna make money. I think Airbnb's they're preparing for city regulations. Hmm. Which is smart on their end. I had a question for you guys. And um, it was kind of what I thought, a little bit of what the theme of the show would be. Because we've been talking about the bands, the city bands for a while. Yeah. And the directions things are going. Um, And this is more of a selfish question because I'm like, should I pour money to upgrade my house in Hearst if a potential ban is going to come? And the ban would be six months away. Is it smart? Because, I mean, and there's people out there that are airbnb in cities that aren't banned yet, but, I mean, that's overnight that could happen, right? Yeah, that's a risk. So that's a big, that's a, that's a tough question for a lot of people. Should they pour a few grand into fixing up their their Airbnb or just keep letting it ride as it is? Why not? I mean, you're, you're not upgrading your Airbnb, you're upgrading your property. So Yeah, I mean, yeah and also, I mean, since they're, since they're going to be banning Airbnb, are long, short-term rentals okay? 30 days and longer? Yeah. You might find a bigger market for that as well. I mean, I know your home is rather... For those who have larger homes, it might not be as ideal, but, you know, when things like this come along, it's up for people to give up or, like, work smart, harder and, like, think smarter mm-hmm. about how to use their property versus throwing it all up in the air. Like, forget it. I'm defeated. Like... Even if you, because like right now, you can charge, the rent went up for private rooms fully furnished. You can charge 800 a month for those without a bathroom. With the bathroom, you can charge 11 and 1200. Hmm. So, I mean, if you had a house and you had three rooms, one of them has a bathroom, you charge 800 for two, that's 1600 plus 1100 for the other one. Hell, you can make a killing doing that. 
Yeah, I would just make sure I have more eyes in on the house since mm -hmm. there's so many different people staying. Yeah. Just kind of be more involved than you might want to be. Just put cameras everywhere. <laughs> man, that's the subject. That's what I want. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That, that, hey, I'm never staying at an Airbnb. I'm happy you straight <laughs> said that, bro. Like, okay. So this lazy this lady rolled in to the uh, little Airbnb professional host group. And she said she had a camera inside of her place. And the guests saw it. But the guests didn't tell Airbnb. They went straight to her. They're like, hey, this is a camera. I think this is an invasion of privacy. A camera is an invasion of privacy. And the lady asked, hey, what would you do? I told her, from my advice, the two people that I had talked to, they got kicked off Airbnb. They had a whole pile of listings on Airbnbs because someone planted a camera. And she was like, what should I do? And I told her, hey, you should remove it because they're banning people. And then, like, a lot of people were like, hey, I wouldn't put no camera in there. A lot of people were talking about then few ways down the comments you know there were a few people admitting that they put cameras in their place and i'm like yo you know that ain't really too normal and i'm like <laughs> I, I told one of them i'm like you know there's some of the people get banned for that and they're like nah it's an airbnb's rules and policies and she pulled it up and posted it you know which i'm like anyone who does airbnb or short-term rentals through airbnb along for a full for a lot a lot a long time you'll realize airbnb doesn't stick to their own policies they will screw you as fast as they can if as long if the guest complains they will so i was like okay hey and then like a few more people start posting like yeah they do it too and i'm like hold on man so all these little airbnb stories of people putting cameras in there these guests are pretty much right like yo it's people that really do this like that's that's beyond me man i'm not and they're talking like in the common areas right yeah the living rooms, the, yeah, the living rooms. and i'm like okay. yo like man, people trying to Netflix and chill, man. Are you watching them, man? <laughs> yeah, for real. You mess around. You gotta tell them. You gotta tell them. There's cameras in the. Yeah, but at the same, how many of them really do it? If you were looking at an Airbnb and it said, "Hey, by the way, we have a camera in the living room," would you book that? And from what we know, a lot of people no, don't no. read, that's... so they probably didn't know. You wouldn't book it, I'd, or I wouldn't go to the living room at all. <laughs> yeah, like that's weird because like because everyone said like, "Yo, if I knew a camera was in there, I wouldn't book it." Right, right. I, I know I wouldn't, but I mean that just. And made is that me... for more like home shares? They're talking, or are they so, talking? Some were home shares. Okay. Um, some were like, well, I just put it in the common areas. I'm like, that's ew, weird. Because if they're in a whole house, I think that's messed up. That's so, weird to me. Yeah, that, they do a whole extreme. house. Even a home share, that's weird. Like I have a whole living room that a home share can go to. I don't put a camera in there. If you want to get your freak on, that's your business. Just clean up after yourself, man. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I, no, I'm just saying, you know. Please, but, not my living room. <laughs> yeah, it ain't my living room. It's your business. It's a tenant area, you know. But that, that's weird to me, man. I, that was like, yo, you up here Netflixing and chilling, and you don't know you are somebody else's Netflix and chill, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> saying, that's weird to me, man. Like, yeah, I don't. But, you know, you say you don't want to stay at an Airbnb anymore because of that. They, mm -hmm. they can do that at hotels, too. The, true. That is true. In the common areas of yeah. hotels. Yeah. Well, well, no. In the bedroom of the hotels. Well, that's Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, somebody could sneak one in there. That's true. That's very true. But but to just know that, like, yo, I put a camera in my living room, yeah. you know, when you I come on. stay. And the one lady, she's like, oh, yeah, I tell them, hey, that's a camera right here in this living room. Well, okay, one lady, she halfway justified her. She said she has an area of her house that's not allowed, the guests aren't allowed to be in. So she has a camera on that area. Oh. So that made sense. But the that rest of them, I'm like, yo, that's... That makes sense. You're on some straight weird... Yeah. One thing we're going to start selling on our website 
Yeah. Is um, um, camera detectors. Hey, that, those are gonna make a killer. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm serious. Those they are. are they are making a killer. Yeah, they're making a killer. We're gonna have a link on our on our website just to buy yourself a little camera detector. So whenever you go travel, yeah, even hotels, Airbnbs, you can. Well, yeah, where the cameras straight are. up. And you know what, though? And this is another thing. For the people that do put cameras in their places, I'm going to tell you how easy it is to get shut down. Let's just say you tell a guest, hey, I got a camera in the living room. What if that guest, because remember, guests can do anything like that and get a refund and you can get kicked off. All I have to do is find your camera, move it to the bedroom, take a picture of it, call Airbnb. What just happened? <laughs> I get a full refund. Full refund, right? You could, bring, you could bring your own camera. And plant it and get a free roof. Straight up. Like, I'm be like, man, for, that is true. And that's a real big vulnerability Airbnb needs to get their stuff together on. But, yeah, man, that was that was weird, man. I just didn't know it was a group of hosts that do that. Mm-hmm. I always assume that you're being filmed, Micah. So you can always, so you always got to perform your best. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. You know, <laughs> might have to do a couple more strokes. Up- no. <laughs> Just playing, just playing. Oh, Back to the regularly scheduled program. <laughs> but uh, speaking yeah. of complaining to Airbnb, um, well, remember I told you if if people could sue Airbnb, and you said oh, you can't. Happening? Yeah, you said they can't sue them because they're just the facilitator. Yeah. Well, a lady recently mm-hmm. got killed in Costa Rica, right? Mm-hmm. Is it Costa Rica? Yeah, I believe so. She, which a, a pretty lady going on vacation by themselves. That's kind of you know it's in a third world country. Kind of asking for trouble a little bit. I know. I mean, it's 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 messed up. She got killed and all, but yeah. I mean, I would never want um, like like my daughter to go travel by herself. Go in a group, you know. I guess it's safer, whatever. Yeah. But she went by herself to celebrate her um, birthday or something, Costa Rica, and she ended up. It was some people at the resort conspired to to, to rape her and kill her. And oh. anyways, the family um, is going after Airbnb. They're doing a a lawsuit against Airbnb. Airbnb, of course, saying, "Hey, we're just uh, you know, like you said, the facilitator, the money collector. We didn't, we didn't, um, you know, conspire to kill her mm-hmm. or whatever the hell. We're not responsible." But yeah, it's a big, it's a big deal. They're suing Airbnb. I don't know how far they'll get with suing Airbnb. I mean, I don't mind them suing them. Hey, do you do? If you can get the paper <laughs> out of them, do it. Um, they need, they need. There's a lot they need to pay for. But I don't know how far they'll get. I'll, I'm going to be watching it because I've been looking at that case a long time just to see what's going, what Airbnb is going to do. Um, Airbnb already has some real bad PR. Um, and there's a bunch of hosts out there that are 100% pro Airbnb. You know, the people with one listing and just love them and just think Airbnb does no wrong. Or the people have, that have, haven't done it enough to where... The people that haven't done it enough to where they're... They haven't had the bad side of Airbnb. So, I mean, you know, I think Airbnb is going to continue to screw hosts over until, you know, and they feel like they can because they know that they're getting in and they're creating their own listings now, which was smart, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've seen one lady complaining about it because they're building, Airbnb's building listings at where she is. So that's her competition now. So and I don't know <laughs> if Airbnb is going to rank you higher than their own listings, but I'll, right, right. <laughs> you know, but hey. Let, let's segue here for a second, okay? Because we talk about we talk heavy Airbnb on this show, but we always talk we talk about side hustles too. Yeah. And Mahogany's got this really cool side hustle going on, or it might be her main hustle. You know, uh, what exactly? What are you doing now, Mahogany? Uh, fitness training. 
basically training people to get fit and make fitness a part of their lifestyle. Cool. Yeah. You're going to be an Instagram star? Um, if people want to send me some endorsements, sure. <laughs> you know. That's cool. definitely, you know, model some gear. So what that. made you want to do this? Um, well, I started my fitness journey two years ago, and um, it has pretty much changed my life. Um, I'm able to get through full days without naps. Um, we have a three-year-old. I'm able to manage the household better mentally, feel more clear, more collected. Um, I feel like I actually have a life now when before I was just going through life. So I just want to help others feel that way, too. That's cool. And make some money, too. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. You got to, you know, <laughs> you, you can't do it for the money, but if money comes out of it, that's good. Awesome. Now, have you tried to, like, um, advertise it to your guests at all kind of thing? You can, put, you know, do some workout sessions and stuff like that with guests coming through? or Not yet. Um, I'll probably focus <clears throat> more on that once we get our home gym put together. Um, we've cleared out our gym, so we're, we plan to buy gym equipment to put in there and pretty much offer those services and or just have a gym in general. So if guests want to come work out or if they want some help and some insight... I mean, even without the equipment, I've been able to disinspire people who've come through, just talking to them, not really, hey, pay me, but more like, <laughs> here's some information, you know, letting them know about different things. So that's been cool. cool. I definitely share it with all the guests that come through. They know by the time they leave. Oh, yeah, that girl. She's fit. She likes, she loves the gym. She loves health. She loves fitness. Sweet. Pretty much all of them can tell you that. Mahogany Fit is what it's called, right? Yes. F-I-T-T? Yeah. Okay, cool. F-I-T-T. Mahogany fit. Yeah, look out. Go go check her out on the Instagram. I'm trying, I'm trying and to have stuff. you check me out. Are you trying to huh? be a client? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need, to, I need some exercise big time. <laughs> want, some ha- want some happiness in life? Huh? Happiness in life? <laughs> need some happiness? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could use some happiness. I'm big you. time. <laughs> I can go rant. I can rant over about it. But your life kind of just changes when you. When you get fit. When you become active. You know, you don't have yeah. to do the most. I'm not saying go run a whole marathon, but just. Let that blood flow in places it's supposed to flow to. Yeah, here's the here's the thing. Um, I used to be really really fit, and and I mean just a few years ago, but you know you get like a, well, I got married, have you know kid kiddo kiddos, and um, started having to work a lot. It's just yeah, I've been putting my health on the back burner, and it just happens. And I need I know I need to get back to it, and um, I guess balance is the is the hardest part. You know, once you get like get everything going, I mean, y'all got. And it's not even about balance in a way, because there's no way you can always have everything equally. We can't equally split time between your family and your job and your side hustle and your health. You can't. There's no way everything could be balanced. So we can't wait for that moment where everything's balanced. It's more like an orchestra. You know, we need a little bit of bass. We need a little bit of tempo. We need a little bit of this. Everything's going to be different, but everything needs to be given that attention for it to sound good, for it to go right. I like that. I like that. An orchestra. Yeah, it's an orchestra. So don't wait for things to be perfect. Don't wait for things to be finally out of balance. It's not going to work like that. You're going to be waiting around and whatever you're trying to do in life, you're going to be waiting forever. If you're waiting for the perfect moment or if you're waiting for opportunity, you've got to create opportunity. And once you do it, you got to do it again, and then you got to do it again, and then again. It's not like just do it a couple times, no, I'm good. No, you got to keep going. And you'll see the growth eventually. It might take a, a year, it might take two years, it might take three years. 
you're gonna find you're gonna eventually see the growth look at live let thrive you know all those times that you know y'all were coming out every night and now we have five casts now we have six. Oh my god this is going so slow this is going nowhere this is eight man i had a bad day i'm still right here this is day 10 and it's like you know you keep going now like you said you're at 75 and it's like whoa how do we get here and now you're seeing the fruits of your labor right, and right. so whatever is in life you got it you got to give it that mentality consistency is key that's inspiring. I'm going to go jog around the block real quick. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. Make sure you do it tomorrow, too. too. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody should should put their health at the forefront big time. Yourself I mean, goes first. You can't pour from an empty cup. I like that. You can't. That's true. And um, that's true. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you're going to make me a, a schedule later, right, for what yeah. I should do. <laughs> Come on. My wife goes to your gym. Well, She's going to start going, especially. I can't wait. And um, so bringing the baby and stuff like that. So, yeah, that'd be cool. And if I joined that same gym, y'all are there on the weekends? Yes. That'd be cool. Look at all. I could show Micah how to play some basketball. <laughs> hey, they're, they're reconstructing the gym right now. They're what? Reconstructing the gym. Oh, yeah. oh, nice, nice, nice. Cool. That's awesome. Mahogany Fit, everybody. Look out for her on the yeah. Instagram. She'll be one of those stars. Check me yes. out, y'all. Yeah, so the Vegas shutdown helped you out, right? You was that we talked about that in the last episode, the Vegas shutdown. Yeah, the little shutdowns they had, and I I didn't jump ship. I just started taking more bookings because people were jumping ship. But uh, I think it's affecting like the residential hosts. You know, um, the home shares are still going. So right, right. If the home shares are going, and the residentials are shutting down. It creates a new market. So yeah, man, it's uh Vegas is crazy. Vegas is real crazy. I um because of all the bands that are happening and stuff. I I recently, you know, like you said, I took my, I went into stealth mode a little bit. Took our picture off of the Airbnb. And, oh, yeah. that's a cool article that you brought up, and I and I read it, and you put it on the on our page about yeah. um, how to rob an Airbnb. Oh yeah 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 man, that's, that's <laughs> man that was scary, dude. But yeah, it, it's the truth. Like he he straight went in on how to. Airbnb's flaws, man, and the whole... And that's what I was telling people, man. Take your picture off of Airbnb and take your front of your house off of it. And that's, there's people... See, because there's people... There's people that still... They'll live the whole Airbnb experience thing. The whole people that say they work for Airbnb. I'm like, man, you work for your damn self. Uh, you know, <laughs> for real. Like, uh, but, you know, and those are the ones that you can easily spot and she and that whole, whole article that whole article was going in how you can easily spot those people the ones with their faces on it the ones with their names on it um you can easily go in there and you know what i mean just grip get all their information it's public information so yeah man it was crazy sweet yeah um so that um i was gonna i was gonna mention something and and we and we spoke about it a little bit in a few episodes ago yeah and uh, the um, what's I'm gonna call it about taking the pictures. The people that you can't see the pictures before they book, right? Yeah. People want to book your place. You can't see their um, profile picture unless mm-hmm. they want you to, or you said something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, that's true. But anyways, I, I heard our buddy, our buddy Jasper had an uh, interesting take on that. You know, mm-hmm. on his um, his podcast, um, "Get Paid for Your Pad." Great mm-hmm. podcast, check it out. And um, so he was telling me that. That he thinks, I mean, he, he went, he, he covered both sides of it, you know, the discrimination side of, you know, they want to protect themselves about discrimination or whatever. He made, he made an interesting point. He said, and he, he said something that what you kind of said before, you know, I, I don't want to end up staying at a racist house that don't want me there anyways, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so what he said that in, if Airbnb's goal is to to bump like people uh, that are kind of racist or prejudiced off of their site because they can no longer just rent to let's say white people for example or whatever, mm-hmm. and he made it like this. He goes, let's say if there's ten rentals, yeah, yeah, there's ten choices to stay in this city this night, whatever. Um, oh, Airbnb did their new thing, and then now two or three or three of those guys are gone because they don't. Ah, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to. You know, I just want to rent mm-hmm. to one certain kind of people. So now there's only seven to choose from, and he goes. Whereas, let's say the white people could have stayed at those white people's house, right? Yeah. And you'd still have seven choices for the minorities. Now, it's both, you know, both groups or all, all the groups are trying to vie for those seven places. So in a way, it could backfire and actually hurt minorities that are trying to stay at spots. It, it just is an interesting take. It, yeah. takes the, it, takes more ho- it would t- end up taking more houses off the market for us to rent. Would it take the houses away that the prejudice houses away though? That's Wouldn't what he's. It? That's what he's saying. Yeah. So I mean, I think in end, that's what you pretty much would want, right? Because I mean, most of the people who came out and said they didn't like it were the people who said like, "Hey, I look at their pictures and I kind of, you know what I mean." I hear people saying that all the time. I see. I hear the number one thing I hear is the age thing. They say, "Hey, I look at their age," which. He, like one guy, like the guy who was in our meeting, he said, if they're not 25, I don't rent to them. So I don't know. I mean, they, I think it, I don't know if it could hurt them. The, Lupita says hi. I don't think it could hurt the, uh, <laughs> I don't think it could hurt them as much as it hurts the, the hosts who don't want the, everyone there. Like, cause some people think me, I don't care who I rent to as long as the, as long as a uh, guy in the Airbnb professional host group said, if you can pay, you can stay. That's, <laughs> that's my motto right there. <laughs> you can pay, you can stay. The only know? color you care about is green. Yeah, for real. You know? so. <laughs> but uh, it was, it was just, it was interesting, you know? And um, yeah, of course, Airbnb did it to, to cover their asses, right? Yeah, to get to stay away from discrimination lawsuits and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, see, and that goes back. Can you really? What I said? Can you sue Airbnb for discrimination? You could try. I think there are discrimin there are discrimination suits against Airbnb right now. Oh, I hope they lose. <laughs> Damn it! That's what I'm just saying. It's kind of hard to prove discrimination, though. Yeah, it really is. They they put so many barriers. It's so hard to prove discrimination today. Well, especially off like. We're not going to go. Let's say how your buddy did that social experiment when he tried to book a place Airbnb, and then his he said his white buddy went over there, boom, 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 booked it. Like I mean, that's pretty much proof right there, right? Yeah, but you have to record that and prove it. Yeah, like you would literally have to record that, prove it. You would need a confession, and and you would have to keep track of the host. Because I guarantee, Air, Airbnb don't care about diming out no host. I guarantee you, Airbnb will dime out the host real quick. What do you so, mean? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel like they'll be like, "Well, hey, the host said it. We don't have no control over that." Just like they're doing in down in Costa Rica, which they don't. But it'd be interesting to see. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Y'all have a website, Sharebitrage, right? Airbnb and you got it as your um as your symbol for your Airbnb page right you mm-hmm. don't have you don't have your picture you have share yeah. mm-hmm. under it does it say sharebnb.com do you have it in the picture no, you can't put that on Airbnb on the picture you can't you can't put the website no you can't put the website oh shoot I got my website <laughs> oh no, no, no. On, on your on your Airbnb on the photo 
on the photo. It's a picture, uh, a logo I made. Oh yeah, you can do that. That's you put it on the logo. Smart idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and so um, so uh, I changed ours to SNL um, Family Rentals. Yeah. And so on the website, I went to GoDaddy's and I bought SL Family Rentals, right? Because I didn't want to mess people up putting that and in there whatever the little plus sign or whatever and so i just put sl family rentals so i have the logo and then right under it it says snl fam or sl family rentals.com so i mean right away it shows people they can go straight to the yeah. to the website oh that's a good idea was sl rentals available i didn't even check i didn't even check um I don't know. I just came up with the name SNL Family Rentals. I thought it was cool, but yeah. I should buy that one too then. Yeah, just long. <laughs> and then just redirect everyone from the other one. Yeah. But what GoDaddy does now, and, and, and you've opened up several sites, I'm sure, they have their own like web builder now. Back in the day, I don't remember them having that because I tried to start websites back in the day, and then you'd have to go to a third party to build your website, right? Yeah, that got built big with Wix. Wix? Yeah, so everybody started doing it. Everybody has website builders now. Okay. Well, they have their own too, and mm-hmm. they um, they let you use it for a month, for, which is genius. You know, it's yeah. a corporation; they they know what they're doing, and they they let you use it for a month free. It was like nine ninety nine. So I said, oh, okay, I'll just use their their free one for a month to see if I like it. And so, and, and it's like as soon as you buy the name, you can build your website that same day. So I think that's pretty cool. And um, I I got it on there. I got a few pictures on there, but you know, I just started it. But it, I, they have where you can make it like a mer- you can get the merchant website you can accept payments and you can do all kinds of stuff like that it's pretty neat mm-hmm. and um <laughs> and so so you get a lot of traffic on your on your site from your from your Airbnb page mm-hmm. yeah we get like people hitting us up through that because it goes to our guest the account yeah and they book straight directly through you I'll do sometimes I'll take them directly yeah especially okay. if it's like one of my timeshares I'll take it directly it's easier cut back on everybody's fees <laughs> but you don't get the million dollar protection i don't need it <laughs> I don't need it i don't think it exists what's a good insurance to get then if you're going to go it on your own instead of go through airbnb short-term rental insurance through your homeowner's insurance oh okay just yeah, call just them call and let them. them know yeah i don't know if i have progressive okay. my homeowner's insurance i don't know if everyone else has it but yeah you can call them like like 40 extra dollars a month it's not bad at all Cool, cool. And with all these add-ons, you think it's still worth it to do short-term as opposed to long-term? Yeah. If you're doubling, if you're doubling and tripling your rent, yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I think it's here to stay. I mean, uh, I think you should have a few long-term rentals, you know, collecting your money, you know, off that, off that side, you know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it depends on how hard you want to work and, you know... Yeah. You might have to do a couple extra steps, but you're going to have a couple extra bucks, too. Or are you going to, you know, where you get this? A lot of extra bucks. <laughs> a lot of extra <laughs> bucks, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I think short-term rentals are here to stay. It's just you have to find a niche for it and find a market. I think that's really the biggest thing right now is finding a market that already has regulations in place. Because everyone who's talking about the shutdowns is really because they're going to markets that don't have regulations. Cool. It boomed. Cool. <laughs> they said it got big fast. Yeah, for real. But what are the topics that you have? You had a buttload over here. Oh yeah, we're, that Cameron thing was my main. One that was really, uh, Recession uh, is coming. Denver can't enforce its Airbnb policies. Yeah, that was yeah that was, that came up. <laughs> I was talking to actually an old guest, um, James Carlson, and he was saying the same thing that I was saying about Arlington. I'm like, 
he said, look, Denver, what he was pretty much saying was Denver can't, they can't enforce the policies. The only way that you can get caught is a neighbor telling on you, which I think that's what Arlington's going to do. So when the neighbors are going to tell at you, it seems to be North Arlington up in this area. So I feel like if the neighbor's telling you, that's the only way for you to get caught. Really? Yeah. We all know snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, so I, I feel like a lot of places are like that. Arlington ain't. Do you, do you save all of your guests' um, phone numbers and email addresses? Yeah, save through my uh, PMS system. I have all of them. And do you, um, you ever thought of doing, like, like sending out emails to, like, past guests and stuff like that? Yeah, uh, it would be really We were just good. talking about an emailing list the other day. Send out specials and things like that to the guests. Even just, yeah, like, happy holidays did. from Share B&B. Mm-hmm. Just remind them that you're still here. Top of mind, right? Yeah. Because yeah. like, it seems like everywhere you go, everything you purchase, every store or whatever, that's the thing. They want you to get on their on their list. I mean, every restaurant, they want to put you on, want you to, their app on your phone, right? And, sure. and that's genius. And that's genius. But you got to keep in touch with the customers. And, and you'll be scrolling, the people looking at their phones all day. And you'll be scrolling your email and you're like, hmm, you know, I've been there in a while. Yeah, you I think about it. Maybe we should plan a vacation. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a really good email marketing tip right there. Um, for those that want to take get bookings outside of Airbnb, you know, not that our podcast isn't just meant for the Airbnb host. Because we got someone came up and was like, hey, that's against the rules. Which, <laughs> but we responded cordially. Well, Steve did. Um, but <laughs> I said, thank you for being a fan. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you can, uh, but yeah, like, for, but I've actually, um, the guy who owns, I think, a short-term rental university, he was actually talking about that for 2019. I don't know if he, I just saw the headline, but I didn't know what his views on why he became that way, because he was really pro Airbnb, but now he's like, hey, if you can, take your bookings off, off Airbnb if you can, so... I don't know if something happened, which I'm going to go back on his channel and listen. But I think it's a few people been getting like that. People that have been doing Airbnb a long time and saying, hey, I'm taking as many bookings as I can off their platform. Oh, damn. Take, you mean taking the listings off? No, no. Leaving the listing on there, just taking bookings off off, off of Airbnb. Kind of well. using, just using Airbnb as a, a, middle, a channel to direct it to themselves. Detour. Yeah, detour. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. That's... I don't know. A lot of people aren't. The hosts, I find more, a lot of more hosts aren't happy with Airbnb, but I think Airbnb is going to continue to thrive because I think the hosts are split. Like the hosts are 50-50 on I don't like Airbnb and the ones that do like Airbnb, you know, and it's really dependent on what kind of host you have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how has it been with y'all's jobs, being able to do work at y'all's jobs still. You're doing full-time, both y'all, mm-hmm. and do the business and re- and raise a family and all that. Is it pretty tough? I feel like the only time it gets tough is when you're, like, maybe having a crappy week and you're, like, halfway through the week and you realize you've been doing the same thing for the last five weeks or, like, ten weeks or whatever, you know, basically the whole year. We've been, this has been our routine, you know, that, 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 that same routine. So I feel like in those moments where you're overwhelmed, it's like, dang, what more is there to life than this routine? And I think sometimes you have those moments. It's not anything that's constantly on your mind, especially when you're we're really busy. We're, like, always moving. So when we have those moments of standstill, we're like, hold up. 
we're doing the same thing over and over. So what we found helpful is we put, we've been planning vacations. We have a couple of vacations and things coming up that's more exciting. So it's like we're working, but in like we know in like five months we're going to be, you know, in the Bahamas. So it's like, you know, not so bad to like go through the routine. Even if it's like, hey, we know Friday we're going to Applebee's. We're going to enjoy some dinner and some drinks together, mm-hmm. or, you know, as a family or whatever. So if you like make those little milestones, whatever it may be, hey, we're going to a concert in a couple months. Like keep those little excitements. It's not that bad to keep grinding until you don't have to grind that hard anymore. Right, right. Have a payoff for real. Break up the monotony, right? Yeah. yeah make it not real. seem so like repetitive and like are we getting anywhere with this? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But um well they say, you know, suffer now and you reap the rewards later. But yeah, you still yeah, you can't just go hundred percent all the time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. gotta take your breaks. You gotta stop and smell the roses. Exactly. Or it's not even it's pointless. You might, you know, die die the next day and you didn't even get to enjoy it like that. For real. Like even this weekend was a huge load off. Just having that family in town, people friends, coming over and friends. party, our annual art, artist bash is always a good yeah. time. Just to sit and laugh and enjoy the moment. Yeah. That's cool. Take time to smell the roses, right? Yeah. Definitely. But and plan. Plan you know, you gotta plan it out. I feel like the days we don't plan things is those is when we get those crappy days. Or when we don't communicate as well about as well as about what we have planned, it can go bad real quick to where it's like, okay, this is not working out. But if we're prepped, and that's when it gets like kind of tiring because you're so prepared, you just this is what we do, and it's yeah. like yeah. turn into robots. Yeah. What about you? I know you guys got a lot going on. Yeah, we got a lot going on. Like I said, wife and baby in Mexico until Sunday. In High Lupita. Yeah, they're saying, they're shouting out from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Hola, saludos. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so I've been um, trying to do things around the house. I had a lot of plans, but I haven't done a lot of stuff. Because, <laughs> you know, Christmas hit, and I, oh, you know, yeah. I got to do all that. I have a question. Christmas deal. So you used to have long-term rentals, right? I have the one, just the just one. one. And, then the, and you have one short-term, And right? one short-term, yeah. Which would you say is easier? Of course, the long term's easier. Yeah, long term's easier. I don't have to do nothing, you know, until they leave. I mean, they've been there two years, so they don't haven't they haven't told me they want to leave anytime soon. So I know I probably have some <laughs> have some work to do when they when they bounce. Mm-hmm. But until that day, it's been it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Well, why is I, it why is it why is it easier? And that's that's a good question. It's it's um well cuz I just collect the money. It's the it's a uh, rocking chair money or or uh, <laughs> mailbox money. It used to be mailbox money. Now it goes straight to your bank account. <laughs> Thanks to our our buddy James Fan out there for that that tip. How much time would you say you spend on your long term just a, a week? Give it a week. Just Monday through no, Sunday through Saturday. How much time do you spend on your long term rental and how much time do you Zero. spend on your short term rental? Zero. Long, long-term zero? Yeah. I might send a text and say, hey, you know, rent's due tomorrow. Don't forget. And that's it. Short-term. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a lot. I, I, don't, I don't... I mean... Okay. Well, we organize the cleanings. Lupita does the cleanings. And thank God, you know, because um, I hate cleaning. <laughs> and she... Um, but as far as, like, dealing with guests coming through, dealing with tinkering with the pricing... I mean, I'm making a website for it now. I mean, yeah, I put a lot of thought and effort and like you know, a little anxiety if it ain't gonna, it ain't booked up next month. And I guess I spend a lot of thought, and then you know, it's it's a lot more um, time consuming. Yeah, 
I and guess I, we probably. Uh, and I've thought of that. Yeah, I mean, is it worth it for the time that we're putting into it? We might make a couple hundred more bucks or five hundred more bucks, whatever, a month. But is it? But as as far as the work we have to put into it and the stress and the anxiety, we go out of town. We got to find a cleaner, and then hopefully they do it right and all this stuff. It's just a lot more that goes into it. Yeah, and I guess coming from being a long term uh, landlord for so long to switch to short term, we jumped right into short term. You know, versus kind of having that lax mindset, and then now you're so hands on. I can see how it can be like, whoa, this is overwhelming. Is this worth it? Because, um, but yeah. Because I was thinking, like, would you ever consider taking your hands off? Letting someone else manage the yeah, like take your hands off. I, I I've thought of that, but now with the with the band coming to to Hearst, I I, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. What do you mean? I wouldn't try to let someone else manage it, especially if no, it's... no, not manage it. Just automate everything. Cleanings, all that. Let it just be automated. Responses. Yeah, but is it? Would it totally be automated? Is it possible? I mean, you still got to follow up on cleaners and stuff like that, right? You don't have to follow up on anything if it's on turnover B and B. Well, if they do a crappy job, it'll be in the cleaning. Just leave them a bad review, get a new cleaner. See, that's 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 a task, though. I mean, you got to stay on top of it. <laughs> wow. No, it's not really like we like really. I, I haven't been to any of my long short terms for a long time. I mean, if it's a bad cleaning, you just give her a bad review on cleaning, and if she continues to do the bad job, get a new cleaner. It's all right there for you. It's almost necessary once you start getting multiple units, especially yeah. if it's not a home share. It becomes quite difficult to manage many on your own without. You know, that, that hands off. And not meaning, you know, you have like me and Micah, we're the ones running around, going over cleaning. It's not like that. It's more like the different um, platforms they have available to kind of outsource the work for you. That you could still kind of, you still have course. You have to peep on there every once in a while, see what's going on. Every once in a while you might get a bad cleaning. But, you know, as we know, Airbnb guests are usually pretty clean. They're not like trash in the place. and But unless your cleaner's just crappy, which you'll find out quickly. Yeah. Right, right. Um, the automatic key, you guys have that. Do you guys have a sledge lock or you guys have the... A sledge, yeah. Okay. We got that. And I guess if I was going to go full automatic, I'd have to get I'd have to upgrade to a lock where I could change it with my phone instead of... Cause the cleaner Don't change ain't. it at all. Let it be sent to them. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like I, From the sledge? Yeah. No, not from the sledge, from the remote lock. Remote lock 5i. Yeah, so... So like you could yeah like you could just have an app connected to your Airbnb account. And Airbnb sets up the code, shoots it to the lock. The lock gets sent straight to them. So like if someone instant booked my place right now, they would have the code. It's going to be emailed to them. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I was wondering like, and this is for long term people too that do this. Have you taken your long term strategy of it being passive and implemented it into your short term strategy and made that passive? Not not totally successfully, no. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, we still we're still hands on on it pretty good, uh, and I, yeah, I'd love to go one hundred percent passive on it. Is this your first year? Are you guys you guys have you surpassed your we first year? We passed a year, yeah. October we passed a year. Doing okay, it. so now it's a good time to probably start finding out those different strategies because we did do our first year on our yeah. own. Just because you got to know what's going on, you got to yeah. know how it operates. Don't right. just. I mean, I guess you could just jump in and automate everything, but and you know what. That's like the number one question people ask me. Like, hey, should I? Matter of fact, a guy asked me this last week. He said, "Should I buy an Airbnb business that's already running?" I said, "You could do that. You can make money doing it, but 
The only thing is, you aren't going to really know the systems behind it. You know what I mean? I don't think you're going to know, like, how it works. Rather than if you just started off like from us, we all started doing it ourselves, picked up. Now we know the system and we can create systems to automate it. And that's that's the... Um that's that's how you become a successful business owner, right? By yeah. by setting up your systems, and that's one thing I heard on like we, we listen to bigger pockets a lot, you know, the real estate um, podcast, and they a lot of people say, oh, you know, I, I outsource everything, I don't touch, I don't swing a hammer, I'm worried about the big numbers, whatever. But then a lot of people say, I wanted to learn everything about a house first, so we did mm-hmm. our first reno, us, you know, learning yeah. how to do the plumbing, learning how to do the drywall, learning how to, because I wanted to know and when I do start hiring out. I don't get ripped off, yeah. and that's that's a smart thing too. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, I mean, yeah, I mean, getting your hands dirty is is valuable, especially at first. But then after that, like, yeah, try to automate it as much as you can. And because um, I was at a meetup with my boy, my shout out because my boy Norman just came here. I was actually Norman. at a meetup with my boy Josh, and we were talking to this lady, and she's like, "I'll never ever let somebody clean my Airbnb. That's not me." And I'm like, "Why not?" She was like, "I just don't trust them." I'm like, it's almost like, and then I talked to this other guy, and he was in there. He was like, some people don't know the true value of time. He goes, if you spend that time cleaning that Airbnb, why don't you go spend that time, outsource it, spend that time to go get another one? I was like, man, that's true. Like, he goes, there's so much value in time. And that's what, like, I I started to notice it now a little bit on my corporate job. Like, dang, it's it's really time's really valuable. You have to learn how to use it. And I read this article today. This dude was 41 years old and retired, and he had all this time now. But he's like, I don't know what to do with it. You know, you have to. He goes, like he he actually was a fi fire person, financial independence, retire early. He was what I he goes. What they didn't tell me was you can't just retire your job. You have to retire into something, like something you love doing or something like that. And that's why I was like, man, that's so true. Because in off the off seven months, I had to learn how to budget my time. You know what I mean? There's so much time. You, you really, that's a strong thing. I'm happy I read that article because next time I take off, man, I'm going to be keep that in my mind at all times. Because, yeah, automation, that's like the number, that's if you're trying to grow. If you're yeah, because a lot yeah. of people, they don't see it as a business. Some people see it as a fad or, oh, you know, I'm house hacking or, oh, yeah, I have a property over there yeah. that I manage. And so they're like, yeah, I'm cleaning it. I'm the one doing it. And it's like, why well, be proud of one thing if you could be proud of many? But some people don't, they're not into that. They're just doing it. Maybe like you said, maybe that yeah. is what they do with their time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I was just thinking that. Because that was one thing to kick, because I, I just got back on the bigger pockets forums and a bunch of people, that's the first thing they say. It's just so much time with short-term rentals. I'm like, I don't, I think the time's the same if you know what you're doing, you know. And I noticed a, a huge difference just doing the podcast with you from the very beginning when we first started i mean it was like ding 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 every five seconds you'd like be stopping and hitting it hitting you know yeah and dealing with the customers oh i got another booking booking you know and that's how i learned how to be such a great podcaster because i'd have to carry the shows (laughs) (laughs) no but and now you don't even you ain't even looking at your phone i mean it's just like it's all it's running by itself Mm -hmm. it's smooth yeah you got to pay someone to help but that's that's part of it right yeah and that's another thing of when you start getting money you have to start helping people. A lot of people don't realize if I create a job for somebody, I help someone. Like when Mahogany's uh, friend, shout out to Chelsea, hey, she was Chelsea. like, um, she like she came on board and helped us. 
like she texts us all the time like yo that really helps me that i'm able to work for you guys you know and that's what a lot of people don't realize you can create a business and, uh, and help other people around you and that's that's how i look at it too you know i'd rather have i want my time you know and i can focus on other things and that's what the share economy is about really yeah. you know making jobs for others helping others and just sharing everything you know right it's like right. a circle of life yeah because right now my, my time's about to go towards starting a cleaning company <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mahogany's getting her fitness on, get a cleaning company, learn that, automate that too. Thanks, yeah. Nice. It's, it's like, um, you ever watch that uh, Gordon Ramsay, the chef Gordon Ramsay guy? He goes in mm-hmm. and, uh, and he has some show like Kitchen Nightmares or whatever. He goes in and fixes up, help people that have their own restaurants, the mom and pop joints that are, they're running them, you know, real shittily. <laughs> That's a word. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he goes in there and, you know, of course, he, he's all angry and he, you know, starts ordering people around. This is how you got to do it. But the main thing that happens, the people that have those restaurants, they, they um, you know, their owner, operator, and then they're the cook, too. And they want to do everything. They're there every single day. And they they won't let the head chef be the head chef. They won't let the second in command do his thing. They won't because yeah. they're trying to, no, no, you're, you know, they're micromanaging everything. And it's just, I mean, and they're running it into the ground. They're not letting people around them, you know, shine and do their right. thing, you know. Yeah. And so that's this is the main thing is trying to get them. You're the owner. You need to be hands off and let it run itself, you know. And some people can't let go of that power. Exactly, it, it creates a bottleneck, right? Everything has to go through them for it to for it to work. You got to pull yourself back and let and, and let it run itself. Yeah, of. you need a trustworthy team. For yeah. real, you think Bill Gates out here slinging Windows Ten boxes? <laughs> <laughs> Norman said Norman Hamilton chimed in he said don't buy an Airbnb business unless you know the business yeah it's good advice Norman yeah mm-hmm. that's true and that's and that's the main reason you know I I mean because remember when I was gonna we were gonna we got this this house and we were gonna move out and and I was questioning I don't know man I should just do long term like my first one it's easier and and yep. y'all were saying, oh, this would be a good Airbnb. You got to do this, this, and this. I was like, I don't know. I was so freaking nervous. But I was like, you know what? For the good of the show, because we, we, we were already doing an Airbnb podcast. Yeah. And um, I, had to, I didn't run an Airbnb. And so for the good for the show, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and try it. I'm going to try to learn it so I can have something to talk about on the show. That's why I started it. <laughs> right. yeah. And so, um, and it's been successful, you know, for the most part. And it's making us some pretty good money. And so I'm glad I did it, if not just for the knowledge. And um, and you don't know you're gonna like something until you try it, right? So. Definitely, you don't know until you try it. And so yeah, so jump jump in there, jump out there, get your hands dirty, and start Airbnb, y'all. Don't be scared. <laughs> or start 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 whatever it is. I mean, yeah, you whatever just, it is. And and I see and 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 I wanted to talk to you, Micah, about like I don't know, uh, totally transitioning the show or make it you know more fifty percent. Um, short-term rentals 50% like just innovation or entrepreneurialism stuff like that because I mean what if they what if this whole STR you know starts to starts to get banned everywhere I mean what are we going to talk about <laughs> what are we going to talk about the fact that they banned uh, how to stay surviving in the short-term short-term rental economy and I'm and I'm cool with that too and I'm I cool think with it's that gonna, too. I think it's going to be here I think it's just about creating business models that are going to that are going to survive um like I said, corporate arbitrages and home shares ain't going nowhere. Um, even the timeshare thing I do, it ain't going nowhere. You know, I can. I, when Vegas got shut down, my timeshares just start take boom, boom, start taking a hit. You just have to have, you just have to have create different business models. A lot of people, and that's what I'm saying. Like, 
Matter of fact, Ken told me this. He goes, the reason why you're so successful in Airbnb is because you take different ideas behind you, corporate rentals, uh, timeshares, everything. And that's how I tell people, use different models of Airbnb. You know what I mean? If you're just doing residential neighborhoods, yeah, you can get shut down. You know what I mean? So, you know, it is what it is. Well, cool. That's a good. That's a good stopping point. I think we've been at it for over an hour and twelve minutes. <laughs> but it was it was great having Mahogany back yeah, on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah. It's good seeing everyone pop yeah. in and you know give the little five cents. That was nice. Five cents. Three was it? I don't know. I never know. Ten I always cents. get the stats. <laughs> Is it my ten cents or five cents? That was my five. My two cents. Oh, it's two. Oh. <laughs> but inflation, it's about five or ten. <laughs> And so uh, hopefully we can do a show soon with both of the wives on. That'd be yeah. cool. Oh, and yeah. and then um, my wife's doing her business thing, you know, getting her hustle on. Yes. What's up, Lupita? Miss you. Love you. And um, and so yeah, this is a great show. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad so hit me at Mahogany Fit. And hit me up on uh, Facebook if you're looking for any tips or or a trainer or anything like that. We'll have her link on the show notes. Mahogany Fit. And um, well, yeah, you can reach. Where can they find us, Micah? Live Let Thrive. Uh, LiveLetThrive.com. Of course, you can find us at Live Let Thrive on Facebook, uh, YouTube. Um, yeah, you can email us, LiveLetThrive at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram, Live Let Thrive. I'm always posting stuff on there. My bad for the Instagrammers. <laughs> we were late on getting started, but we got it, though. Yes. So All right. Matters. Well, take care, y'all. Peace out. Keep thriving. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.